0: point in Revelations, and I always think of John chapter 10, verses 7 through 8, Uh, John chapter 10, 7 through 8, but you go to Revelations 3, John 7 through 8, Jesus Christ proclaims himself as the door. And that's what the subject is this morning, is the door. Thank you, gentlemen. The door is what we're going to look at in uh, Revelations chapter 3, 8. And while you're finding that, I'm going to read you John 10, 7, and 8. Why does he jump all over the Bible like that? Because I like a double witness. I like uh, the Lord talks about double witness. Jesus answered them and told them, And ye believe not, for the works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice. Okay, I am in John 10, 7, and 8. I better make sure I got my right address. Ah, 27 and 8. Then verily Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that enter come in before me are thieves, and all them that enter come in before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved And shall go in and out and find pasture. There's your introduction. Now, the verse that we're going to look at first is Revelations chapter 3. And I always like it when the preachers get to Revelations. When they start preaching out of Revelations, it's usually going to be a short message because they're already in the back of the book. So, we shouldn't be too long. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee. This is Jesus Christ speaking to the church of Philadelphia through an angel. I know thy works, behold, I, and how I know that is it says, the angel of the church of Philadelphia write these things. Saith he that is holy, that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works, behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my fame. Name, excuse me, denied my name. Did you see how that fitted with John, how he talks about his name? There's no other name under the sun you'll get saved by. There's no other name under the sun. That's the past invitation right there. Jesus Christ set a door before us when he came down to this earth, and died on the cross for our sins. He said, you have a little strength, talking about that church of Philadelphia, the word Philadelphia by the mean name means brotherly love. He said, no man can shut it. You can't deny Christ. If you do, you're going to go straight to hell. My Bible says, he who denies me before men, him also shall I deny before my Father, which is in heaven. Now, if you confess that a sin, there's no sin he can't forgive. But the, the litmus test is whether you denied Christ or not. He's not going to ask you when you get to heaven if you're a Baptist. He's not going to ask you, when, they're not going to ask you when you get there if you're a, a Methodist or an Evangelical or a Calvinist or a Whatever you want to be, those things might help you become a Christian or help you after you become a Christian, but that's not the thing. It's The open door has been set. He stands before you, an open door, and that doorway to heaven is Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, John chapter 14, I believe it is. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You're not going to get through that door any other way. I'm sorry. And that's what they're going to ask you when you get there. You'll be examined, yeah. You'll be naked before God. Just imagine that. And he'll know where you stand with him. And he'll have to deny you before his Father in heaven if you've denied him in this planet. Now, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength the little strength is we can look back to Calvary. We have the ability to examine God's word and look back to Calvary. All we have to do is trust God's word. We don't have a man standing on a ship building an ark and telling us it's going to rain and it hasn't rained yet and creativity. We have to, we don't have to look forward in faith. We have to look back in faith. He's got that door set before us. It's his historical marker. All you have to do is look at the calendar and tell me what year it is and that's how many years ago Christ came down to this planet and opened that door up in heaven for each one of us to walk through. He's accomplished that. The original language is in past tense here. It's all in past tense. He says, Behold, I will make them, well, he says, a little strength has kept my word. You don't need a lot of strength to keep God's word. You just need to take him at his strength, at his word, as we looked at in Sunday school, and has not denied my name. There it is, deny him before heaven. That's why it's quite a thing. I faced off with some terrible men in my days, terrible men working in a prison and in the military. And, in a, and as a police officer, you name it, I God sat me down in front of some of the most heathen type of people you could be around. And it come down to one question, and we knew where we stood. Do you deny Christ or don't you? That door is open. That door is open. Let's go to the next door in Revelations. This is present tense. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Revelations chapter 3, verse 20. There's the next door in Revelations you'll see. That door that Jesus Christ proclaimed him at, as himself in John chapter 10, verses seven and eight, he says he has a door in a present tense, and it's an invitation. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come to him and I will sup with him and he with me. That word sup, we get the word supper from and it depends on what part of the country you're from and you argue. We've had people invite us over for supper and we've showed up at supper time, which we thought was five o'clock or later. He says, where were you? We had lunch ready for you. You said lunch, we're talking supper. No, we have supper anytime we sit down and have a full meal after the sun sets or after noon, it's supper. But the whole point of it is, is supper is a a time of a relationship. Mm -hmm. I mentioned the criminal system a little bit ago. The most volatile place in the criminal system, as you probably learned in your schooling, uh, is when the guys get together for dinner. They all convicts come from all over their cells, are opened up, they're put together. Not the gym area, but they're put together to eat. Who sits at the head of the table? Who sits at the head of the table? That's all worked out in their in their little rank and files. And if you take too much sugar, that's all worked out in the rank and files. It's it's the most volatile time for the ungodly is when they gather to eat. God wants to gather with us, those that have opened, seen that open door, waiting for them in heaven, and are on their way to that open door. He wants to sit down and sup with us. Present tense, he stands at the door right now and knocks. Now, I'm saved, okay? I, I've walked through that first door. I'm, I'm on my way in. But God still is standing at the door right now knocking. He wants you to participate with him, sit down and have communion with him, Mm -hmm. to have lunch with him, to have inner uh, 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 dialogue with him, to work with him. And I'm headed to the back of the room. You can all turn around if you want. But he's at this door. This is a great illustration. He comes in the door, and you've seen me do this before one time, and he's got this door open. And now you're standing in front of that door, on in. Let's have lunch. Let's commune with each other. Let's get along with each other. Let's move together. Okay, I got in. I'm standing in the foyer now. I'm standing in the foyer. God says, I want you to come on in and sit at the kitchen table with me. You know, you get a lot of characters come to your front door. You don't mind them getting, uh, maybe you don't mind, you don't like to open the door. And there's even a few you might let stand on the in, on the front porch, and a few you might let, let stand in the landing, but you sure don't want some of them characters at the kitchen table. Mm-hmm we got a bear that's tipping over the garbage here, <laughs> and I drew the line. I says, he can come up the steps, and he can come up the balcony, but the minute he comes through that front door, he's going to get shot. <laughs> I'm not going to have to explain anymore to the police officer. In fact, I might not let him get as far as the front door, but he better be on my place when it happens. God wants you in his space. He wants you to come into that door. And he wants you to come through that door. He wants you to sit down at the kitchen table with him. He wants to fellowship with you. He wants to be part of your life. He wants to go to work with you the next morning. He wants to be with you all day long. You Ladies that are at the house or even to work out of the house, he wants to follow you around. He wants to help you. He wants to go in. For heaven's sakes, he'll go into the baby's room. And what do you got hanging on the wall in the baby's room? What do you got in your, uh, where you sew? What do you got in the TV lounge, so to speak? What do you have in the bathroom? What do you, do you want God to be all through your house? He stands at the door right now, present tense, and knocks. Sup with me, and I with you. He wants to be part of your life, and as you yield all that to him, as you. (laughs) And that doesn't, some people, it can happen. I've seen people, it doesn't matter what walk of life you're from, how much you're embedded into sinful nature, how much it's persecuted you. I've seen people yield whole living room to them right away, and I've seen people fight with them at the front door for years. What's God want you to do in your life now? Could be as simple as joining the church. Could be as simple as getting baptized. It could be as simple as cleaning up your mouth uh, could be as simple as not talking down your neighbor unnecessarily <laughs> uh, it It could be something that simple or it could be a commitment of what God wants you to go, where take him to work does he follow you out the door and Get in your car. Do you want to let them in your car? Do you want to let them see the places you see, the go of the places you go, stop at the places you stop at? I'm thinking of poor little bro- poor brother Ryan. He goes to a lot of places at work. He goes to a lot. But it's nice to know I've been to some pretty rough trailer parks and neighborhoods myself, a lot worse than this. And I was glad God was with me. I had one little lady meet me at the door and she says, You're a preacher, aren't you? I could see your Bible. And she's kind of talking out the side of her mouth and walking real stiff. She says, follow me, follow me. And okay, I kick in behind her. What can I do for you, ma'am? I says, I'm coming to tell you about Jesus. She says, I know you are. Just stand here over by the car right here in the parking lot and hold your Bible up high. She says, they shot a guy in that apartment last night. But God was with me. No problem. She says, I want him to see your preacher. Not a dope dealer. She says, I want them to see you're your, your here on a mission. And God knows we need preachers, she says. Poor little lady. So, does God take go to work with you? Have you let them into your car yet? Have you let them go down the road with you? Have you let them make some decisions as we talked about in Sunday school? Have you made decisions with them? Have you... Uh, have you been to the point where, should I buy apples or oranges today? He'll, he wants to be part of that. He's, he's told me not to buy something, and the next day somebody gave me a whole boatload of it. You'd be surprised when you yield yourself to God according to His word and yield yourself to Him, He'll bless you. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He wants to communicate. He wants to be involved. He wants to love you. He wants to hug you. He wants you to hug him. He wants all that in your life. Pretty tough, pretty stuff. pretty tough stuff. But you can start with just simple little steps. Let him into your living room. Let him see what you're playing for entertainment. Ask him if this, I had a collection of westerns you wouldn't believe. And I says, one day it convicted me because Westerns are getting worse and worse and worse. You can't buy a new one. I says, Lord, what do you want me to do? He said, chuck them. I had to get rid of them. Now he's let me buy a couple more, uh, some old stuff. But I'm in a place where I can keep track of them now and hold, and I'm in enough communion with him. I don't think I'm going to get misled so easily. So, I don't know where you're at with your walk with God. God knows, but he knows, and he's knocking at your door. I don't care if you're the next thing to the Pope. He still wants to be part of your life, and he still wants to be involved in your life. And I don't care if you're the worst thing in the world. He still wants to be involved in your life. He still wants to be part of your world. He'll protect you. He'll bless you. He'll help you. He'll work in your life. Just yield to him. Invite him in. Oh, what's the next one, preacher? Okay, go to four chapter, verse, chapter 4, verse 1. After this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. Guess how that's written. The word was is in there, but in Hebrew, it's was in heaven. It's, it's This guy's a prophecy, and he's telling you as he's seen it. That's why it says was. But that's future tense. None of you have gotten there yet. But wouldn't you like to get there and have the door already opened? He opened it once, and he stands at it now, But he, uh, at the one here on earth, and then he's got that door in heaven. Behold, there's a door open in heaven. Jesus Christ is waiting for you there. He wants you to come through. He says, he's the door. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And the first voice which I heard was there of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be be hereafter. That's future tense. The door in heaven. Key is salvation. The event is the feast. Revelations chapter 19. Go on over to Revelations chapter 19. As we're getting closer to the end, guys, it's going to end here pretty soon. Revelation. Revelations chapter 19, I think of the preacher that told me, he says, I get real scared when I read through Revelations, he says, it gets pretty rough, but you know, I snuck ahead and I got back there about chapter 19 and we win, we win, that door is open, kicked wide open for me, I'm going through, he might not have got all the way through my house, but I'm on my way and I, when I get to heaven, it's open and I'll be there, the marriage of the Lamb. Chapter 19, verses 6, 7, and we'll maybe read 8. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the voice of many waters, as a voice of mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife made herself ready you know who that wife is? Ephesians chapter 5, 24, 26, 25 are all about Jesus Christ dying for the church as a bride in Revelations chapter 19. And that church gets ready by answering the door, walking through, letting Christ come in through the door. And the church prepares itself This church has been 20, 24 years in preparing itself for heaven. There's people here that have given testimony that they got saved through the works of this church. There's people here that have surrendered to do things for God through the works of this church. There's people here that have grown and overcome victories through this church. This bride preparing herself, being ready for Christ, for the feast, for the wedding. And that's what we look forward to. We will win. A friend of mine once said, you know, it's pretty rough. We lose a few scrimmages once in a while, but I've been to the back of the book, and we win. The the Super Bowl is ours. It's ours. God will take care of us. Let me review. The door of heaven, future. Key is salvation. The event is the feast, the bearage of the lamb, and the end never comes. It doesn't end. That feast doesn't end. There's a couple of feasts you'll find in Revelations, but this is the one we want to be at. There's another feast prepared for the devil and his kind, the Antichrist. You don't want to go to that one. And God says, He... Wants us, he'll clothe us in white linen. Fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Multitude and plural. What are you going to wear to the feast? We talked about that just a couple of weeks ago, what the feast was going to be, the marriage coming there in the white garments. What's the white garment? Salvation. Let's all stand. I don't know what God wants for you today. I don't know where you're at with God today. I don't know which door you see today. But are you preparing yourself for heaven? You read articles upon articles about getting ready to retire or the end times are coming and it's rough. I'm not too worried. I've packed away a little bit. Yeah. But I don't worried if it's enough. I went with a friend one time and he was carrying out. We went to a gun show, and he's carrying out two ammo boxes full of ammunition. And he was a nice young man, and he was, he was saved. He had a beautiful family and surrendered himself for full-time work. And he's carrying these two boxes of ammunition. I says, what do you got, them boxes of ammo? You spent a lot of money, man. He says, I want to be ready. I says, what do you want to be, the last man standing? i just as soon run out there and let it get over with and then get, get to heaven, get promoted. John R. Rice, who you mentioned one time, was in a rough situation, and a guy drew a gun on him and says, I'm going to change your mind about heaven, preacher. And he says, no, you're going to give me a promotion. That's right. And that's what we have. That door is there. You've got nothing to fear. What's the worst can happen today? You lose your job? You've got to change your act? You've got to do what you, your neighbors won't like you? Well, i got news. They won't like you if your dog barks too much. They'll not like you if you join a church. They'll not like you if you start telling them about God. We need to get ready as a bride for that great feast in the air as Christians, and this is how you do it, by the foolishness of preaching and by the coming together and moving forward. I don't know what God wants you to do today. Like I said, it could be something simple. It could be something complex.